Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I am Stacey June. And I am Christy Mercer. Hello. It's fucking miserable outside. Mm, what is the deal? It's gross. It's funny, I was speaking to Koshi this morning. I did Sunrise and he was he was agreeing with me that I think we really need to get over this bring summer back vibe or this is so awful or talking because I've just done that myself. I'm guilty of it. But it's literally like you wish half of your life away then. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it does. it does make such a difference to your mood though. The weather outside. I think it can the energy. if you're in a place where you aren't easily lifted. Oh, yeah, I just... I've, I've, it's worse for me at t- different times it's just of harder, my life. It's harder to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, it's harder to leave the house, but I'm not. I'm quite happy to stay in the house at the moment. So it's yeah, like I'm not. I'm like, get me out of here. Yeah, but it's supporting... So for me, it's supporting what I already probably want to do. Sure. See, I'm sleeping in that, you know, that horrific blue fluffy dressing gown that I've got and you've got a pink one. Yeah. I've been sleeping in that. Like waking up in the morning, and I've been not even hot enough to chuck it off. Welcome to single life. But I was about to say, that this is me. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would bet, like, sleep naked, winter, some, like, whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. because my partner was just like a mini. Boys are like yeah. heaters. Yeah, but it's mini freezing. heaters. You're a little person. You can't. You've got oh my no god. Yourself. This is the Thinker Girls it's Pod intense. channel. Uh, we drop different shows every week. Today's the four one one. So it is actually technically talking about things that we want to talk about, but mostly about pop culture, but we'll just sit on this for a second. Yeah. So the other thing is you don't have any effing heating in your house. No, zero. Do you know we've been putting the oven on to heat the apartment up? I didn't that's tell you this. Sec- that's not cute. No, no, no. Like, just I, get a heater. That's so sad. Like, I didn't tell you just, this. It's not cute. You can get a heater for 80 bucks. You can all chuck in. Just get a heater. Yeah. No, seriously. It's I know not that's even funny about- for Instagram and all this stuff, but it's like, no, bitches, just be warm. It's not even it's- about the money. I don't know what it is. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll get around to that. Or I'm just like, oh, we'll just cop it. Do you know we got – That at- is such a like a um, back in the day – that just is so – so symbolic of like where you come from. You know, we always talk about poor man mentality or I always talk about it, I It's such say. a poor man mentality. It is. It's like, we'll just cop it. Cop being freezing. I've never understood people that want to cop that kind of conditions when we're a privileged, we're a privileged race. We got an $1,800 gas bill. Oh, okay. We think it's a mistake. Like it probably is, but it did cross oh. my mind where I was like, we've had the oven on maybe like not that many times, like maybe – I don't well, know, eight times. Time. Yeah, exactly. What's well, how much you have to you have to leave a like how long? For well, my housemate. Hours or eight well, hours. I don't know. Well, my housemate's like in conversations with the gas people now, <laughs> but I'm like that can't be right. Like we don't even have heating. It's not like winter hits or summer hits. All of a sudden, you're like blasting the aircon or the bloody heater. Like eighteen hundred dollars for three months. What's in your house that's gas? The stovetop and the oven oh, and the hot water. That's not right. Yeah, Hot I've had water, like, I've girls. had three baths. I've had three baths. Oh, it's fine. 
Oh god. <laughs> payment plan or <laughs> Well obviously. Seriously. You could be a millionaire and still get a payment plan for an eighteen hundred dollar gas bill. Shocking. Like seriously. You could be living on the harbour and refuse to pay that in one go. That's just painful. Mm. That's full on. Um today we want to talk about <laughs> yes, I want to talk about um, Father's Day. It's just been uh, been and gone in the US. And something that I saw when I was on Insta, on Kylie Jenner's uh, Insta story, was she put up a happy Father's Day post to my dad about Caitlyn Jenner. And I just wanted to discuss because I thought that was really interesting. Well, she still has a dad. I know, but let's talk about it. Okay. Um, I want to talk about Yuri Dice uh, Dixon. Yep. who is the woman that was raped and murdered in Melbourne streets, probably by the time you listened to this almost a week ago. Yeah. Um, and just the conversation, to reiterate the conversation that I was having with people on socials mm, across the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I suppose, some thoughts on the way that it's been um, handled, good, bad, in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and just keep this conversation going. I think it's an important one. Um, okay, let's get Father's Day out of the way. Because, I mean... Which, the US Father's Day. Yeah, yeah no. But weird. don't worry. As soon as I saw it on Instagram, people were like, hashtag happy Father's Day. And like JT, etc. is posting pics of his old man. I was like, <gasps> have I missed Father's Day? JT also, I found he's quite interesting because his posts were of himself. Yeah, it's, I love this. I love the wedding photos. Like, congratulations, Tim and Anna. <laughs> They're on my mind because I'm stalking everything about. Their oh my wedding. god, their wedding! Congratulations, like, yeah. okay, let me choose someone else. Congratulations, Derek and uh, Bev. <laughs> Derek and Bev. And then there's a photo of a girl that went. Like, where is Derek and Bev? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People do that all the time. Or oh, those like happy Father's birthday Day. posts. Those happy birthday posts where they'll post <laughs> this entire collage of pics of them and their friend, and their friend looks fucking horrific in every photo. Oh. They're blind. Their eyes are closed. Like they didn't do their hair that day. But the friend who's posting it Schmick. to wish them a happy birthday looks stunning. Yes, yeah, that's selfish. Yeah, don't be selfish when it's your friend's birthday or any day. Really. Yeah, but of especially the on days. the friend's birthday, it's so transparent. Like we see you. We see you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I screenshotted it. So this is the photo that I'm to show you. It's a photo of Kylie Jenner when she was like a tiny baby. It's a stunning photo and she's having a little yawn. And then she's with her her dad, Bruce Jenner, and she puts up – well, he was Bruce Jenner at that time – and then puts it up with the text, so lucky to call you my dad. Mm. And I haven't seen – any there, was art. A, there was a lot of photos. She put like four or five Yeah, up. yeah. So, or more, there were heaps mm. of her when she was and younger. I, I actually looked at that too where I was, I was like, I wonder if she's put one up of Caitlin because I Yeah, there through. was. There was one. I didn't see one. There was only one. There was probably about six or seven pics of, you know, him as Bruce. Was there really one? I yep, didn't see Yep, there was one. It. Yeah, there was one. My the very last. Far out. My the very last crap. one. Yeah. I must have missed it. The very last one, right? And I think before. What was it of? Because I like. Was it of her with him? Or? I can't remember, but I remember there was only a single okay. one because I remember comparing that. I was like, whoa, there's six of him as Bruce, you know, like in his past mm. life, and now there's only one of him as who as who she actually is now, which is Caitlyn Jenner. So I found it interesting because I was like, ah, oh. and I hadn't, I didn't see any comments, like, and now I've only just, you know, Googled it to do a bit of research. And there are, there were, a bit of backlash. There are some, you know, um, articles and some people with fairly strong opinions saying that it was offensive to the transgender community because a lot of – and whilst it does come down to personal preference, if, you know, some trans people wouldn't mind photos pre-transition being shared, but then some might not like that, might find it rude or offensive. And I just found – but it's interesting. I didn't want to talk about that today because of, you know – 
articles I'd seen online. It literally was just like a thought process when I was watching her Insta story yesterday or the other day that it was Father's Day that I was like, ah, oh, okay. And it wasn't like I thought how offensive. I just found it I just found it more intriguing and interesting because I'm like, well, obviously, I don't know. It just means that just because somebody's trans, their story can be different and their relationship with their kids and their relationship with people around them. You know, I don't think it just was a reminder for me of there's no one size fits all. There's no blanket rule. You know what I mean? Just because. Well, yeah. And I I mean, I watched all the specials. I don't know. Did you watch all of the specials? Because they had agreed that they would call him dad. So I was like, that didn't surprise me in that. Um, they it, it's been a very kind of public decision, which is why it pisses me off that all of these, you know, articles come up and it's like I would find that offensive. Or it's well, then congratulations mm. to you if your daughter posted. Then yeah, I guess you've got something to write about. But from where I, th- well, I actually think I've seen Bruce say the words, "I don't ever want them to not call me dad." Yeah, and you know, yeah. they agreed. He that- said that was that was a quote of his. He was on Andy Cohen. He said, "I tell them to call me dad." Yeah, yeah. but and then there was another article that I saw that Kendall that Kendall Jenner had spoken out about. You know how she now refers to Caitlin, and she said, "My dad is my dad." But he's not there physically anymore. But she lets me call her dad. That's the last little piece of my dad that I've got. Mm. So I just, like you, I found it interesting that everybody, I think I think people get a bit nervy, or I do anyway, can get a bit nervy around these kind of topics because you go, oh, I want to be so um, respectful and political, politically correct. But it is still kind of new territory and using correct pronouns and not being offensive with the way that you're, refer to people you know that are transitioned and all that kind of stuff and I think we all can I don't know maybe go the other way where people you know people could see that you know like there are a lot of people that have seen that and been outraged that go that's offensive as somebody that's trans you know how dare she, how dare she refer to Caitlin as his past self as Bruce but then I don't know you're right it was a reminder where I was like oh actually everyone's got their own kind of journey with this stuff. Well, you would have to because this is the thing, right? We're working it out as we go. They're working it out as they go. There's nothing that's laid before us to give the rule book. And that's that's happening a lot these days where we are creating the rule book. I think um, gender equality is that as well with all the Me Too movement and trying to figure out those balances in the workplace. Now people are pushing it. You know, I had somebody tell me the other day that they were told, someone said that they were assaulted and then someone had to pull them up and go, that's not assault. You know, like it's now lines Mm. have been blown Mm. up. Mm -hmm. So we're learning things as we go. This is even more sensitive, I think, because there's so less of a being like there's so less um uh, less kind of examples in in front of them yeah to be able to show them what's right and wrong i think i don't know of the general consensus of people or people that i know anyway everybody's trying to everyone's um trying to do the not the right thing but everybody's pretty open as in like how, how do you want to be referred to what's your you know like what's your vibe nobody is has any intention to offend or want to be like well if you say you're this I'm going to pop you in this box mm. you know what I mean like there's a real intention there and I think that's kind of the main thing I know Nico Tortorella the um Josh from Young Gut speaks a lot a lot a lot about this he's pissing me off lately well this is no, the thing not and I'm not going to stuff he talks about he's just he's a bit like it, it's a bit in your face and like, I don't know and I posted something on I think the Thinker Girls Insta a couple of weeks ago, but this is a new ground again where I think he's he is an activist and he's very much at the forefront, mm. you know, and speaking a lot about this and he does a lot for um, you know, queer rights and all that kind of stuff that he speaks a lot about on his Insta. But even that where he was 
you know, the post was through my own public education of sexuality and the queer community, I've been able to break down the binary construct of gender, where he was saying that it was offensive to, for him to be referred to as him or he or his. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, and for me, I was like, oh, okay, like, I think there are boxes or, you know, you want to be ref- you, you want to be able to refer to people not for any other reason to offend people or just to be able to have a conversation when you can refer to somebody with surety because to you they look like a dude but I and think physically you have to they go are. into this stuff that there is no surety and that's what we need to start to accept, that there won't be a surety and it's going to be the responsibility of both people but predominantly the responsibility of the person that is identifying as neither he or she. Yeah, which and, is which is what Nico really has, important. Which is what Nico's spoken about. Yeah. Where he's like, well... well this is... Uh, Josh from Younger, for yeah, those yeah. of you that yeah, uh, yeah. you're playing along at home. Yeah. Well, part, it made me question my own where I was like, oh, I wonder if I have done – I wonder if I've done that, if there are people that, are, that's exactly that, I've met, that I've met that are like, oh, offended by the fact but that you refer to them as he or that's she. That's my point. It's their responsibility to tell you. Like it's not your responsibility to guess. Hmm. That's exactly what I'm trying to say is that you can't – we can't walk around. It's like – you know, Ms. or Mrs. or I'm married or I'm not married or all these kinds of boxes that everyone it, – it's, it's, I'm not saying that they're the same pa- – pa- like, like they, I'm not saying they pack the same punch in terms of, you know, where we're standing. But really, people like to identify as their own version of mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. that is – totally how we should all be living we should all be able to think about what we like what feels comfortable what feels safe for us and then the next step is to be able to effectively communicate that to those that we care Mm. that they know Mm. sometimes the conversations obviously for a lot of people not worth it you Mm. know I don't want I don't really know you I'm not going to go into this big deep conversation with you but for my um family friends instance uh at the workplace this particular girl has definitely said um I don't want to be identified as he or she and she was very clear about that this particular family friend was very uncomfortable with that because she had worked with her um beforehand as a she and there was real issues and I was like well if she's kind of or if they have said to you how they feel and what they need Why does it matter? that well mm. it's not even a matter you need to respect that mm. the end mm. and if people don't give you instruction of how they want to be identified then there's nothing you can do about it mm. and that's where I think it's just about don't be a shit person because most of the time, if you're not a shit person, you're not going to be saying something awful around someone that you're not sure where they stand. Like if you're joking about that situation, say you were at a party and you were having drinks in the corner going, oh, fucking hell, I can't figure out if it's a he, she, like they, I don't even understand it. Mm. Then, well, shame on you. Mm. You shouldn't be judging people in the first place. So I think at the end of the day, if you're not a crap person and you don't do mean girl jokes or mean bloke jokes with your friends, there's a good chance you're not going to offend someone. And... If you call them he or she and they haven't told you that they identify as a they, then that's on them. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think we need to just really strip it back. Yeah. And I think that is the moral of the story, which goes back to the Caitlyn Jenner thing too. Yeah. Where it's like everybody's – just because – you've transitioned doesn't mean you're going to have the same story and the same feeling and the same sentiment around your own transition or, or the trans community or who, or your family, whoever, as the next person. Just like just because you're a straight person doesn't mean you're going to think the same thing as a straight person. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, on to uh, lighter issues. Not. Um... Eurydice Dixon, I don't know if I'm saying her name yeah, correctly, Eurydice, yeah. Yeah. Um, was uh, raped and murdered on her way home from a gig in Melbourne after she texted her partner saying, I'm on my way home. Uh, you, uh, I've just put those, I've made those words up, but essentially those sentiments. I'm almost home safe or something Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. How about you? And, um, and yeah, there was a man from a suburb um, in Melbourne that has then attacked her and killed her. And also raped her. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't really know if I want to go too far into that because I think I'm still getting quite triggered by it. And um, the project, Lisa Wilkinson did this incredible. Oh, um, man, that was moot. We might actually enter the, um, the audio here for you if you haven't heard it. If you're a woman living in 2018, you'll be very familiar with this advice. Take responsibility for your safety. Make sure that you have situational awareness. Make sure that people know where you are. And that, you know, if you've got a mobile phone, carry it. This time, the advice was delivered by police after the alleged rape and murder of 22-year-old Eurydice Dixon. But it's a sentiment we've heard before. Chances are she was being both careful and vigilant because she's a woman. And that's what we all have to do. Don't go out at night. Don't walk alone. Don't wear short skirts. Don't draw attention to yourself. Don't find yourself near strange men. Sounds ridiculous, right? But these are things women have to seriously consider on a daily basis. Every single day, we're assessing potential threats around us. Often, we get that awful feeling in the pit of our stomach. Already this year, 31 women in Australia have been murdered. All but three of those were allegedly killed by male perpetrators. Women killed at the hands of violent men. Yet it's women who are being asked to change their behaviour? They're focused on how to prevent this crime at the individual or micro level. If one woman doesn't walk at night, that one woman won't be attacked. But the problem with giving this... The problem with giving this advice is that it keeps that one woman safe at the expense of all women's right to move freely. We need our leaders to think and speak at the macro level. And the best way to prevent this crime and keep all women safe isn't by changing the behaviour of women, but by changing the behaviour of men. This might upset some people, but honestly, parents, instead of telling our girls not to walk through parks, maybe we should be telling our boys not to rape them. 
Margaret Atwood, the author who wrote the dystopian feminist novel, The Handmaid's Tale, more than 30 years ago, captured the imbalance we're talking about here. When she remarked, men are afraid that women will laugh at them. Women are afraid that men will kill them. So it was an incredible piece. Um, and it, she was very moved. Yeah. You could I tell. was on the way to um, uh, just out doing errands and shopping with my, my fiance at the time. And I watched it and it was, I, I put it on my phone through the car speakers. Mm. And I had to pause it halfway because I just burst into tears. I haven't really watched anything like that that's triggered. I just, I couldn't, I almost had to just take a breath to watch it. I was really moved by her yeah, and her being moved. But then the whole thing just felt a bit like, I can't. I can't handle this. Like this is a lot. I was sitting. Know? I was sitting on the. Ca- I had a couple of mates over, and there was so there were three girls, and we were just we all sitting there bawling our eyes out. And in the end, we it, it was really quite moving. We all put ha- the three of us put hands on each other's knees and just sat there. And then when it finished, like that package finished, we just sat there in silence because we were just like, "What do you say?" It's interesting you say that because. If you're on the panel of the project and you're a man or a woman, I would have thought with most pa- like packages, regardless of the intensity and the emotion of this one, you say something. Mm. And I wrote about this on our Facebook page, but I, I, I was really interested to watch the narrative that ha- came from this. And, and a lot of people came out and spoke. You know, I've even had friends that shared different, articles and different things on their pages that were blokes that were like just so you know these are how my friends often feel predominantly they were gay I must say um but I watched Georgie jump in Georgie um Coughlin who does the Friday night she went right in she went right in and said this incredible example about how she also wants to teach her daughter to protect herself but she understands that it's a you know a two-way conversation and Limo and Hamish Mm. were on the panel Mm -hmm. also and just said nothing. What I found interesting was they congratulated Lisa as an individual. Like they said, oh, that was so brave, Lisa. So I found it interesting that the one thing that they kind of did say was about Lisa and the package itself as opposed to the broader issue that she was talking about. That's right. But I think that in its, that, that as well as the fact that there was no support for what had been said. You know, so it was exactly that, a congratulations to delivering such a package yes. from a, yes. a colleague to a colleague, which yeah. is fair enough. But there's a space, right? Maybe what, a million, 700,000 people watch that program, maybe more on a, you know, on a night or definitely there's, I think it's 4 million people have watched the video. Mm. Um, so there's capacity to really make a difference. And I just found it, and I really like both those guys, it's not personal, and it's actually the issue I think I'm facing with a lot of men in my life and in this sphere and in this conversation is they don't know what to say. You could see that. They yeah. were uncomfortable. Yeah. They were and really uncomfortable. This isn't an attack. It's more just, God, we need you to talk up. The guys watching are watching you to go, Who? what do you say? What are you going to do? Because I need to mirror something because there's not a lot in front of me and I don't know. Do you feel and like... Do you they, f- and, I, and I do think Georgie jumped in quite quickly 
But I think that they she would have felt that was her role because yeah. she's also the other woman. And they probably, I know how television works. There might not be, a, you know, 10 minutes to talk about it. The package was already quite long. I know they need to go to ads. So I don't know what the details were. But I do think that there was a really big opportunity missed. I got the sense that, though, and as you say, it's, this is not a personal thing, but I think it's a general kind of rule or a general kind of vibe that, that blokes are feeling as though they don't have not have a voice but they're so unsure and so tiptoey and so I'm just not gonna say anything like I got that I got that sense watching it that I was like oh they they don't know what to say it's almost like they're feeling as though they can't contribute because they're a bloke totally and I think a lot of them after this have wanted to my my partner was almost in tears from the video also um, because he also knows things that I've gone through, you know, and people close to him, women close to him mm. that have been hurt by men and abused by men. And it's it's an awful feeling if you're a person that is associated with, you know, you're put into a big box of of men and you don't know what to do to change that or you don't know what to do in, in order to for you to communicate. So... I um, put a post up on the Friday night, I think it was, just about a bit of a um, a bit of a tribute to her, and also reposted the words that went viral from Jane Gilmore, um, and you can check that out on her Instagram. Now, I also then did an Instagram story that happened the next day because there was a gentleman that made a post or made a comment on that particular post. I think he essentially wrote something like please don't make all men out to be like they're mm-hmm. awful. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing. And I had written back under the Thinker Girls account. And I often get very, um, I really do think twice before I respond to these types of things because I do know that our posse is quite supportive and quite um, fairly respectful to each other. We don't really have a lot of trouble in our small kind of close community in terms of trolling or yeah, negative and just comments talking or, harshly yeah. to each other and I make sure I watch that quite closely but I do think that when you make a statement to somebody it does open a floodgate of people feeling like if you've done that then everyone mm. can but I did think it was important to educate him as opposed on, to berate that's right yeah. so I wrote do you really think this is the time to defend men and then went on the onslaught of everybody essentially supporting that comment but not always as polite and educational, I would have thought. So I found that really interesting because as we've realised and I did post a few of these and we will repost them, I'll repost them today on our Instagram story of people that had written into us. There was this incredible email, which I probably should share actually, of a young boy that had written into us uh, that day after the post um, and had really been very kind of perplexed with how to approach the situation and Mm. turned to the Thinker Girls page Mm. for some form of, I don't know, direction. Uh, he wrote, Dear Stacey, June and Christy Mercer, my name is X and I'm 18 year old. I'm an 18-year-old male. I want to start by saying that if I say something in this email, which is offensive, it is completely unintentional. That is not my intention. Your recent Instagram post about women feeling unsafe really opened up my eyes to the true extent of just how unsafe women felt. Now, my post was that we need to start having this conversation with blokes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And he said, I read your post in the comments underneath and it felt as if I should apologize despite never intentionally making a woman feel unsafe almost on behalf of all men. So I'm sorry, but I'm also aware that this won't change anything. So I want to know what I can do as a man to make a change. I'm not speaking, protesting. I just mean, are there things that we're doing unintentionally perhaps that make Mm. women feel unsafe Mm. or are there things that we could be doing to make women feel safer? And I thought there's a there's a real opportunity here that that we need to think about a solution or at least an attempt of a solution moving forward that hasn't been the focus prior. And when I saw all of the girls that really did go this particular user for writing a comment, whilst I didn't agree with the comment, I did understand that there was feeling there mm. and there was like, well, hang on, there's a few good ones of us is what he essentially was trying to say. And it probably wasn't the time, but it was important for us to then say to him back, okay, but this isn't the time. Like Mm. we do hear you. We Mm. do see you. This isn't about seeing one gender over the other. But someone has died and it's a woman. And generally most women feel more unsafe than men. Women die because of men on the streets all the time. And I don't know the statistics, but I'm I'm a fairly I'm fairly certain that more men are killing women than women are killing men. Mm. Well there is. That was in Lisa's that was in Lisa's package, the stats. It's very simple. Dying at the hand of a man. That's yeah. right. And it's now going to the point, back to the words that did go viral that we put on our page, now people are dying at home at the hand of men. So we do need to then make sure that we are really focusing on what this issue is at hand. We can get to the other issues maybe tomorrow. But I think the good thing about that email from that guy, which is a stunning thing, I think, for, for him to reach out, to go, I I want to be able to make sure that I am in a place where I'm not. I think that the, the word unintentional is really important too. Because I think you could be a dude and think I'm a good guy, you know. I've never, I've never hit a woman. I've never abused a woman. I abhor people that would do that. But then, but then I think it takes that next step to be like, maybe there are things when I have zero intention of wanting to offend a woman or make her feel unsafe or make her feel um, objectified. But you know what? Taking a step back and and really considering whether maybe really clearly unintentionally you've done that I think that's I don't know I feel like I have respect for that I think it's our job as well instead of kind of and I and I take my hat off to those of you that have been hurt and I understand and empathize I sit with you sister and hear you that you know being abused or having some form of assault and knowing that you've been treated and mistreated because of your gender it's a hard thing to swallow and work through and it stays with you for life. So I'm there, but I'm also wanting this to stop. Mm. So we need to think about what we can do to help that. And if you're in the capacity to do so, I think we need to start differently. And that is by beginning the conversation with blokes to explain to them, not berate them, about that unintentional behavior and how perhaps some of it is contributing to a culture. Now, I'm not saying that the man that wolf whistles at you across the road is going to rape you. It doesn't work that simply. But what we need to start educating and discussing is how the the wolf whistle is 
a part of a bigger picture of men that think they can get away with making a woman uncomfortable full stop. I think the thing is too, and I found this really interesting, that a lot of the conversation and a lot of the the the, um, the package that Lisa on the project was talking about, right, and after that kind of happened, you know, then after we sat in silence for a bit, my mates and I turned to each other and we started having this conversation, right, and I said, isn't this so interesting, some of the things that she mentioned, right, that just so uh, – instinctively as a woman you do without thinking about you know like things that she mentioned like walking in the dark with your keys in your hands just in case somebody comes behind you so you've got some kind of weapon you know or um you know not like being mindful of the clothes that you wear or um you know making sure that you take a photo of the cabbie's number just in case or letting people know where you are all those kind of things right that I was like a as a woman, you I genuinely was like I had a bit of a moment where I was like, oh, I just thought everybody did that. I thought blokes too were like better just check in and let people know where I am to let them know that I'm safe. So I think there's so much as chicks that we do without realising that that is not commonplace for both genders. And I think for men too, a lot of men would be completely surprised and probably disgusted at the fact that that is just something as a woman that is so automatic that like you get petrol and you lock your car to make sure because I heard a horror story once where a guy jumped in the back and then strangled the woman and raped. You know, like those kind of things that sit with you and stay with you as you grow up become so automatic that you don't even think about them that I was like, oh, guys would have no idea that well, that's... Well, if you didn't have any idea, how are they going That's what to? I mean. Like guys would have no idea, would have no idea. And when they're like, oh, what do you mean you're living in fear? Or what do you mean you're like, you know, averting your eyes on a train to the guy that's leering at you for the last half an hour and you're, you know, got your phone in your hand pretending to be on the phone to your mum as you walk to your car because you're scared he might rape you. Like they're things that I don't, I genuinely don't think, maybe part of it is ignorance for dudes, but I think a lot of it is they have, they're, they don't ever have to live like that. Their brains don't work in that capacity. No, and if you have lived like that and still not realise that's something that's yeah. not right, then how are they supposed to? And this also brings me back to a point. I sit on a very different side to that. I have realised that. I've always been a fairly aware of the way the world works and looked at it as in a really big kind of picture and, and and have struggled with that because I feel like sometimes I wish in my 20s I, I, I was a little bit more naive because I was the person spraying the bloke that pinched my ass or any of my friends ass because I knew it was it cut deep with me. I was like, no, fuck you. That is a part of such a bigger problem that we continue to just accept this. I'm going to ridicule you back. But guess what? I am the loud mouth or I am the annoying one or I am the, you know, the rowdy one or bloody hell, don't, you know, don't poke the bear. And that is also something that I think we need to swallow and move forward and realize that that is also a reason why a lot of us don't educate mm. and why a lot of us don't um, discuss it. Making a scene. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think now, luckily, I think that has changed. I don't think that if I was 21 again tomorrow, that potentially me saying that to someone in a club, even though I know for a fact that people still grope people in clubs. Oh, it happened there a couple cousin, of weeks ago to my girlfriends. Yeah, and so it's happening. But it's like I think now if somebody says something, I think we were wolf-whistled only six months ago. No, February we were mm. wolf-whistled. And I wrote – I actually yelled back and went, really? It's 2018, like, really? 
And none of the mates laughed. If that was me 10 mm. years ago, they all would have kind of ganged up on me and it would have been flawed. But I've always just had the fucking guts to do it. And mm. I, I don't know where that's come from, but it's never been fun. And so I think just so you know, and everyone listening, that if you did try and do that or you were hesitant to do that, I get it. Maybe you didn't want to start mm-hmm. drama in the street or drama at a club and you, you, it's not that you didn't care, but you didn't want to be bullied and by And I think blokes. some of it is also your own safety too. That's right. You know and what I mean? Sometimes I put myself yeah, out Yeah, that's of what safety. I mean. Yeah. If, you're, if you're on your own and already you're feeling yeah. a bit triggered by a, a pack of dudes yeah. that have intimidated you to then bite back, he's like... You know what I mean? That's the whole issue. Well, sometimes it that wasn't is the a whole good issue. idea for me. Yeah. And I just did it anyway, which is the kind of hidden activist in me, which like, you know, I didn't pin myself to a tree, but often I was putting myself in situations that were not safe to prove a fucking point. But the point is I do think things are going to change and things will like around us will be demanded by that. So mm-hmm. I think give it a go again. See how the reaction is. Start to have a bit more of a conversation. Don't feel like it's a bad thing for you to be passionate, but make sure that you are being you're empathize empathizing with the fact that maybe they didn't think about it this way before. Mm. And it really is about starting a two-prong conversation between Absolutely. blokes and and girls. Absolutely. Mm. So good luck with that. Let us know if you had one. I know so many people contact us on Instagram saying I brought it into my my classroom. I sat my two boys down last night. Maybe you talk to your boyfriend about, I know this isn't a sexy conversation, but do you reckon you could mention it to your mates? It, mm-hmm. I, I pushed you to say it or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever way it is, I think that uh, that's the bit that we can do. And God, it might feel like a small bit or something small, but what other option do we have? Well, that's have? how it's going to change. Like, well, we don't even know that, but we need to try something new. Um, if you enjoyed this conversation, you got something out of it, share it with a mate. And as Stay said, whether that be a, a, a female mate or in particular maybe a, a male mate too, that they're feeling maybe a bit defensive and a bit like, I haven't done anything wrong. Like it's interesting and it's very, very important to continue to have an open conversation and not close the door on on dudes yeah together if you are a dude listening to this welcome hey we're here to talk to you as well like we are generally talking to chicks because uh we know our stats like and we know that predominantly a lot of chicks listen to this podcast but we're two chicks that um adore men that want to have this conversation with you if you want to have it with us it's all about respect and if you're in we're in Mm -hmm. so let's have it together and thank you for being here and please listen to what we said and pass it on to your brother or your mate or even your dad, whatever it is, um, and do that little bit. It's yeah. just words. Yeah. Um, and Share we appreciate we appreciate you being here. I'm not going to give you a marching band, though. This is the other thing. We don't need to give men a, a marching band for standing up either. Let's just all have a very equal, easy, kind of collaborative, we're on the same team combo. Absolutely. That's where it has to start. That's where it has to go. You yeah. know what I mean? So let's start there. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening, guys. And if you are a person that isn't 100% sure how to articulate this, then share our words. Mm-hmm. You know, share it on your page and, and let everyone know if you're feeling a little bit unsure about what to do after everything that has gone down over the past week, listen to the Thinker Girls because we have a yarn about it and um, and it might just be an easier thing that you might find rather than communicating it yourself. Love you guys. Oh, yeah. Ciao, girl. Bye. Bye. Did you 
love this podcast but you want to chat about it more, make sure you go to the Thinker Girls on Facebook, uh, that's obviously us, and Insta, because that's where we're going to be continuing this convo with you, Posse. Yes, we want to know what you think, Posse. So every week we'll be breaking down our podcast content across social media so you have an opportunity to share your opinions. Plus, we're on Insta stories every damn day, so you get to come along with us for this crazy TG ride. Yeah, Merce. Head to Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or even Twitter to find us. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.